Good evening. We are uh, going to be learning tonight Maseches Psachim Daf Yud Zayin. Just at the outset, to remind all of you, thank God we're now with relative ease. It doesn't take so much effort to set up. Uh, we now have our our shear both on Podbean and on Apple Podcast. I can put it on other platforms. It's all very easy and included. It's not not difficult. If people have preferences for Google, can do that too. Just let me know. Um, and uh, if your notifications are set, then it will hit your phones um, soon after shear and after the, the shear is uploaded. We're in the midst of uh, what is known to be one of the more difficult sugyas in Maseches Psachim, which is loosely referred to as the sugya of Hanina Skan Kohanim. And today we're going to be learning um, something that when I was preparing reminded me of the three-man weave in high school uh, when we used to practice basketball. So they would teach you, you got one guy running, he has to cross the middle. So you're interacting with another player. The third guy's kind of standing at the outset, but he's brought back in a little later. We'll see today as was in the handout and I'll do a screen share when the time comes. Um, we'll see today that there uh, are three different machloko samurai and they, they, they interconnect with each other in subtle ways. So hopefully over the course of the day today, um, the evening, we'll be able to, to understand those uh, with clarity. We're starting on the top of Yud Zayin Amad Aleph. We're three lines down Gufa. At the end of the day yesterday, we had quoted a Pasuk from Malachi, uh, from Chagai, excuse me. And the Pasuk is, is actually on the very bottom of Tess Zayin Amad Beis. And Chagai was speaking to the Kohanim of the time. He asked them a Shaila, and they answered the Shaila by saying uh, that, no, that there's no Tuma. And there was a machlokas about whether or not the Kohanim were correct. Let's start from there. Gufa, three lines from the top. Rav Amar Ishtabesh Kahanim. The Kohanim gave the incorrect answer to Chagai. Ushmuel Amar Lo Ishtabesh Kahanim. And Shmuel says, no, they did not make a mistake. What is going on here? So Rav Amar Ishtabesh Kahanim. Rav says they made an error because what was the Shaila that was being asked? Revi'i Bakodesh Ba'aminaihu. They were asking about what we would refer to as a Revi'i Latuma. Now, we know that a Revi'i Latuma applies only to one scenario, and that is Kudshim. The more Kedusha something has, the more opportunity for Tuma something has. This idea is true in Hashkafa as well. So the more the more Kedusha that something has, the greater its capacity is for Tuma. So therefore, by me and you, Shani Latuma is the maximum. There is no Shlishi Latuma by Chulan. However, because the Kohanim and Truma have a greater level of Kedusha, therefore there's a Shlishi Latuma. And because Kadshim is even more Kadosh even than Truma, so it has a Revi'i Latuma. So what Chagai was asking the Kohanim was as follows. Hey, is there a Revi'i Latuma by Kadshim? And they said no. And they're wrong because there is a Revi'i Latuma by Kadshim. That's what Rav says here. Let's go back in the Gemara. We're five lines down. Rav Amr Ishtabesh Kane, the Kohanim, gave the wrong answer to Chagai. What was the question? Revi'i Bakodesh Ba'aminaihu. Chagai was asking them, hey, do you know the din of Revi'i Bakodesh as it relates to Kadshim? And Ve'amru Le, the Kohanim, said back to him, Tahor. And they're wrong. So that's why Rav says that the Kohanim made an error. Now, Ushmuel Amar How does Shmuel get away with saying that there that there is no error? There is absolutely a din of Revi'i Latuma as it relates to Truma. So then, how is it that, that, that they didn't make a mistake? That doesn't make any sense, says the Gemara. Because really, Chagai was testing them, and he's like, "Habar Chamishi Latuma." And there is no Chamishi Latuma. The highest level of Kedusha as it relates to the world of Korbanos is Kachim. So therefore, only by Kachim do we have anything that's as far as a Revi'i Latuma. But there's no 
um, there's no uh, gradation under that to say that there's a Hamishi Latuma. So that's why he said it wasn't a mistake. It, it, they were asking, it, it, was, the whole, it was a trick question. They asked, Chagai was asking about the Hamishi Latuma. There is no Hamishi Latuma. Now the Gemara asks the following question on this Machlokas Rav. And Shmuel, Rav said, Kohanim made a mistake. Shmuel says, Kohanim didn't make a mistake. Bishlam al Rav, I understand Rav's answer more than I understand Shmuel's. Why? This is what the Parsha writes, Arba. There are four foods listed in the Pasuk. What does it say? Lechem v'unazid v'yayin v'shemen. So the Lechem was the Rishon Latuma. The Nazid was the Sheni Latuma. The Yayin was the Shlishi Latuma. And the Shemen was the Revi'i Latuma. So we have a beautiful proof to support the Shita of Rab. Makes perfect sense. Rav's answer makes more sense than Shmuel's. But says the Gemara, Shmuel, where, where do you get your, if what you want to say is that it's mashman the Pasuk, like we did by Rav, so then you, Shmuel, you, you've got some explaining to do. Why would we then say that uh, that they didn't make an error? It only was a reveal of Tuma. That's all that's in the Pasuk. And Shmuel says, that's not all that's in the Pasuk. Go back and look at the bottom of the page and you'll see that that's not correct. So Shmuel answers, did it touch the corner? It says, no. The extra letter base. And we include in the degradation of the Tuma, we add in Knaf as Rishon, and then the other four, bringing the last one to Hamisha. So therefore, by adding in the Knaf into the uh, layers of, uh, of of the degradation of Tuma, so therefore we actually have a Hamishi Latuma, and therefore both Rav and Shmuel would have an answer to their question. We're about 10 lines down in Yudzayin Amad Aleph. Let's continue. Toshma. We have another Pasuk from, uh, from Chagai, and this is going to throw a wrench into some of our understanding so far. Toshma, Vayomer Chagai, isn't it the case that he said to the Kohanim that if there's a Tmei Nefesh, if there's a, a Tamei Mace that touches any of these things, that it's going to be Tamei? And they said, yes, there's going to be, uh, that there's going to be Tuma in such a case if there's Tamei Mace that touches something. Absolutely. So it says the Gemara, well, remember earlier we said that Shmuel said that the Kohanim didn't make a mistake. I understand, according to Shmuel, over here, they got the din correct. Is there two masmes? And they said yes. So if we understand, Shmuel, that they didn't make a mistake here. They shouldn't have made a mistake over there either. They're Talmud Chachamim. They know what they're talking about. But according to Rav, why is it that you're assuming? Why here is it that we assume uh, why in the first Pasuk, on the bottom of Tezayin and Mubez, where they made the error, according to Rav, why there do you say that they were Ishtabesh, that the Kohanim made a mistake? Why in the second Pasuk do you assume the low Ishtabesh? Were they Talmidi Chachamim or were they not? So the Gemara presents two answers to this question. There's a flaw in the question anyways. I mean, not everybody knows everything. <laughs> so, I mean, I, with the Kohanim, should really know their avoda backwards and forwards. If anybody has an ASEC, if anybody has an expertise, if they're called upon, they should be the Chacham, they should be the Pikeach, they should be able to pass them on their own Shilas. Fine. So how does the Gemara answer this? We're two lines before the wide lines. Amar of Nachman, answer number one, how does Rav explain the, um, the different approaches where by Pasuk number one, the Kohanim seem to have made an error by Pasuk number two, they did not. Amar of Nachman, by the second Pasuk, the Pasuk that's just a few lines above us, that was talking about Tumas Mace, that the Kohanim were Bikinin. However, 
But if you recall from yesterday, the Pasuk at the bottom of the previous page, three lines from the bottom of Tezayin referred to this animal as Basar Kodesh. And Rashi highlights that that's actually talking about one of the Shmona Shratzin. But by Shmona Shratzin says the Gemara, Ve'en b'kinhin b'shmona sher, so that's one answer, which is, Pasuk number two was talking about Tumas Mace, and therefore everybody knows those halachos, Kohanim, and everybody knows that din. But when it comes to Tumas Sheretz, they were not such Bikim. And because they were not such Bikim by Tumas Sheretz, so, uh, so we're good. Uh, no, no problem at all. The Kohanim don't have to know everything, and Rav's Shita can still stand. Rav can say that in Pasuk number one, they got it wrong, and in Pasuk number two, they got it right. They're talking about different halachos. Ravina, first of the long lines, almost halfway down. Ravina Amar, no. <laughs> Ravina gives a, another, another nuance of what they didn't know. Ravina over there where they made a mistake, that was referring to a Ravi'i Latuma. And a Ravi'i Latuma applies in only the rarest of circumstances because it only applies where there's the greatest of Kedusha, which is Kachin. Way more common in Truma to see a Shlishi, but a Ravi is very uncommon. So Ravina says in the first Pasuk, where according to Rav, they made a mistake, that was talking about a Ravi, which was a less well-known, less well-known fact in Halacha. But when it comes to when it comes to a Shlishi, that's the Pasuk that we have here on the Amud Aleph that we learned about 10 lines ago, the Pasuk that speaks about, what's the Pasuk say here? That if a Tame Mace touches these things, uh, Yitzma, would it become Tame? So for that Pasuk, that was talking about a Shlishi. Very good. Okay, next, Toshma, or about halfway down. The Pasuk continues, another Pasuk in Chagai. V'yan Chagai v'yomer ken ha'am hazeh v'chein ha'goy hazeh l'fanainu um Hashem. This nation stands before me, says Hashem. Rashi highlights that we are missing half the Pasuk. Let's look at Rashi, the last three lines before the Gemara gets wide, we're missing the end of the Pasuk. Rashi assumes, and he should be right, that we should know Tanakh by heart, which we don't. We should. But the end of the Pasuk is critical because without that, the whole Gemara doesn't flow. Says Rashi, What does the end of the Pasuk say? And similarly, Everything they did was actually Tame. So now the Pasuk says that they did something Tame. I understand, according to Rav, that, that it says a Pasuk in Chagai that the work that they did was Tamei. I understand. I've always thought they made a mistake, says Rav. They made a mistake by the Kohanim on the bottom of Tezayinim at Beis. Okay, they got the Pasuk on Yud Zayinim at Aleph, correct. But they already made one mistake. So of course their Kabanas are going to be problematic. So that makes perfect sense. Hainu Dechsiv Tamei. That's why... That's why this new Pasuk, this third Pasuk that's being brought here refers to them as Tameh. But according to Shmuel, who says that the Kohanim did not make any errors. The Kohanim in the times of Chagai, they knew halacha backwards and forwards. They didn't make any mistakes. And the answers that we provided for the Pasuk on the bottom of Tezayin of Abbez, where we answered before, how would Shmuel answer? So the first answer he gives is rejected. He says, no, no, no. The question, you read it as a sentence of it is Tameh. And he thinks it should be read rhetorically. It is Tameh? The Gemara says, The way you should read it is in wonderment. Absolutely. Of course, they're not Tameh. You think they're Tameh? A rhetorical question? So, so this says the Gemara, sorry, no can do. It says, and similarly, and take a look at Rashi. Rashi, just on the dialectics, he doesn't like this as a question that's involved in rhetorical questions. It doesn't work. Says Rashi, the second of the wide lines, when someone says, and similarly, that language doesn't then lend to, uh, to you saying a rhetorical question. It's a way that Rashi understands it. Fine. So then if that's the case, how then does Shmuel understand this Pasuk? Because this Pasuk says that their korbanos are tame. But if Shmuel says that they never did anything wrong, 
that the Kohanim never made an error. Why is this Pasuk saying that their Korbanos are Tameh? Answers the Gemara. We're three, four lines down into the wide lines of Zayin. But Alpha Mamar Zutravi Tema Ravashi. And because in other areas they struggle to keep halacha, therefore, it says, if the Torah would say about them, we know that this is true. The Gemara and Maseches Yuma detailed how the, the Churban uh, took place by the second base of Mikdash. It had to do with Sinas Chinam. They might have known they might have known Kachim backwards and forwards, like Shmuel said. But if you act like a behemoth gasa, if you're not acting like a normal person, then yeah, that's a problem. You're you're a tummy, you're a tummy, even if not halachically, you're a tummy, but something's wrong. So that's what Shmuel says, or Shmuel's answered on behalf of the later Amorim. Shmuel was the second generation, Ravashi was the sixth generation. So this is coming in later. And he's answering for them. He's saying, no, no, come on. What Shmuel meant was that we're talking about Kohanim that may have known the din. They may have known the din, but they, they weren't acting in the way that they should have been acting. And therefore, they were treated as though they, as though they were Tuma, as though uh, they were Tami. Says the Gemara a little bit more than halfway down Gufa. We learned uh, yesterday about the Shita of um, Yossi ben Yoezer ish Tzreda. I'm going to pull up this sheet now. Feel free to join along here. I might just be able to see it here on my screen. Ah, okay. So um, we learned that there's a machlokas in how to understand a leniency that we learned yesterday in the name of, Yo- of Yossi ben Yoezer ish Tzreda. So um, look at machlokas number two. It says, Eich mevinim, how do we understand Yossi ben Yoezer ish Tzreda when he said that mashkin base mitzbachaya dachan, that the liquids of the slaughter room in the mikdash were all tahor. That's a machlokas. Let's see this machlokas here. Says the Gemara, Gufa, Rav Tani, mashke base mitzbachaya. When Yossi ben Yoezer was being lenient, he was being lenient about the liquids that are found in the slaughter room itself. Those liquids are water and blood, as we will soon see. Vilevi tana mashke be midbechaya with a dalid, not with a tetz. Midbechaya from the mizbeach, dalid and shin are interchangeable in Aramaic. And therefore, what he's referring to is not only is water and blood not tame, but Levi takes an even more expansive approach. All four liquids are tahor water, blood, oil, and wine. That's what the Bey Midbachaya is, is all for. So now here's what the Gemara needs. And for this, we needed the chart because it's a little hard to, under, I mean, it was for me at least, I needed to write it up just to get a tzvisa on what was going on here. Says the Gemara as follows. Okay, we got the Machlokas. That you'll see Machlokas, num, uh, machlokas uh, number uh, number two is this question about how to understand Yossi Ben Yoezer. Do we say it's only two liquids? That's uh, 2A. Or do we say it's all four liquids? Um, which is 2b. So says the Gemara, Levi, according to the opinion of Levi, who says that Yossi ben Yoezer was saying that all four liquids were exempt. They could not become Tameh. I could understand if elsewhere we followed like the Shita of Shmuel de Amar, who says, and this is Machlokas number three on the page, I could understand Levi's Shita, as long as it's within the Shita of Shmuel, that's Shita 3b, who says that there is no Tuma by, for a liquid to give to, a, to something else. A liquid cannot give to Tuma to something else, but it can become uh, Tame itself. 
barrel of wine can become tame itself, but it can't be metame others. That's the sheet of Shmuel. I could understand the scenario where the Pasuk that indicates that we have Tuma, as we just saw in uh, the, the first Pasuk that we saw by uh, by Chagai, the Pasuk there that indicates that by Yayin and by, uh, and by Shemin that we have Tuma, I could understand that if we hold like Shmuel, because Shmuel at least holds that there's some Tuma by these liquids, where? By the barrel itself. It, it, it doesn't have the capacity to give Tuma. We discussed this at length last night, but in and of itself, the barrel can become Tummy. However, Ella, Isavar Lekirav, if Levi to B holds like Rav in 3A, if Levi holds that all four liquids are exempt from Tuma, and if he holds like Rav, who says that liquids never have Tuma, that's a contradiction in terms. It can't be that Levi, who says, uh, in 2B, he holds that Yossi Ben Yoezer meant to say that all four of these liquids were totally exempt from all Tuma. It won't work because then how does the Pasuk in Chagai make any sense that says that there is Tuma by Shemen and by Yain? It doesn't work. If Levi were to hold like Rav, that really when it comes to liquids, there's no Tuma whatsoever by these liquids, then um, sorry, uh, then, then how do we work out the Pasuk in Chagai that says we do have Tuma by, um, by Shemen and by Yayin? It must therefore be that's the arrow that I've drawn there is that 2B must be also with 3B. The only way Levi can have a Shita at all, one that checks off the boxes of all Shitas to make sure that it's actually viable, is if, he's, if he is within the camp of Shmuel in Machlokes 3. Otherwise, it doesn't work because if he's in the camp of Rav in Machlokes 3, so then the Pasuk and Chagai doesn't have a match. Good. Ula Shmuel, and according to Shmuel, who in Machlokas number one, now we're looking at 1B, according to the first Machlokas that we have on the page about whether or not the Kohan had made a mistake, according to Shmuel, who says that they did not make a mistake, a mistake, Hanicha, I could understand that, Isavar la Kirav, the Tani Mashke base Matzbechaya. I could understand Shmuel in Machlokas number one if he held like Rav in Machlokas number two. Now, listen, Rav is his bar plugta in number one. Rav is the one he's arguing against in number one. This is a little, pay attention here. The machlokas between in, in uh, number one is whether or not uh, the Kohanim made a mistake. Rav said yes, Shmuel said no. But the only way Shmuel can say that they didn't make a mistake is if in machlokas two, within his understanding of Yossi ben Yoezer, that he holds, that holds like Rav, that only two liquids are exempt from uh, from Tuma, and that would be Dam and Mayim. Let's continue in the Gemara and see why that's true. Ula Shmuel, according to Shmuel, who says that the Kohanim didn't make an error by Chagai, Hanicha, I could understand his Shita Yisavrala Kirav. That's only true if he holds like Rav in 2a. The Tani Mashke Beis Mats Bechaya. Aval, Mashke Bey Mand Bechaya, if he would have held like the Shita that says that all four of them are going to be Tahor, that's a problem. But Rav would have held Mad Bechaya, Harini, Nami, Metamu. Those can become Tame according to Rav, and that works out very nicely. Because again, that's the Pasuk in, in Zechariah. 
a revi'i can't make a chamishi. With that, with that, everyone will agree. However, but these liquids can make other things tummy. The liquids that it would that that would be the liquids of uh, yayin and shemen. Those can make other things tummy. Ella, if Shmuel levi, if Shmuel would have held like two b, if he would have held like levi, who says that all four liquids are completely exempt from tuma, levi, who cares what what uh, what degradation, what level of tuma you have? No matter what, the liquids are never going to have any tuma because, according to Levi, he understood Yosi ben Yoezer in a very expansive way that none of these four liquids can ever become tame. And therefore, the only way to understand Shmuel in Machlokes number one is if he's within Rav in Machlokes number two. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Al-Korchach says the Gemara, uh, Al-Korchach, it must be that Shmuel in Machlokas, number one, holds Al-Korchach Kirav Sphere, he must hold like Rav in Machlokas number two. Now, going back to Machlokas number two, we now have a brisa to support each of these opinions. How so? Tanya Kavase de Rav, Tanya Kavase de Lady. We're going to find a brisa that supports Rav, and Rav says only two liquids were included in the statement of Yossi ben Yoezer, and that is water and blood. And uh, and then we're going to see a proof for Levi that includes all four liquids. And these proofs are are explicit. They're very they're very clear within the brises, and each of them really has a tremendous foot to stand on. So Tanya Kavase de Rav, Tanya Kavase de Levi, seven lines from the bottom. Tanya Kavase de Levi, Levi, who has the more expansive understanding of Yossi ben Yoezer, to say that all four liquids, Mayim, Dam, Shemin, and Yain, all four of them never become Tamei. What does his Brisa say? Hadam, Vehayayin, Vehashemin, Vehamayim. Even if an act occurred to these liquids that in theory would have made them tame, they're always going to be tahor. What a perfect raya for Yossi ben Yoezer. That's how Levi understood Yossi ben Yoezer. But he looked at this price and he's like, now I understand Yossi ben Yoezer. All four liquids are listed here. Even if you do something that in theory should be metame, it'll never become tame to horin. That's if it was tame bibifnim, if the act of tuma occurred inside, it would never become tar, even if you took it out. But the reverse, nitmu bachutz, what if one of these four liquids became tummy outside of this holy place, outside of the Azara, v'ichnisan bifnim, then, um, then halacha is tmein. That should be pasha. That the only leniency that Yossi ben Yoezer had is base mit b'chayah. That's what he's quoted in the previous blot saying. The only leniency that Yossi, it wasn't across the boards that none of these liquids have any tuma. All he was saying was that in the base mit b'chayah, in this location, in the Azara, is that these four liquids have no tuma. We'll see soon. But for now, it, it, this is a beautiful raya for, for Yossi ben Yoezer, as Levi understood him. All four liquids are listed in the Brisa. So we therefore see that Levi's expanded understanding of Yossi ben Yoezer, that all four liquids are, are exempt from Tuma in the base in the base Mikdash is correct. Says the Gemara, interjecting with a, a brief back and forth, says the Gemara, Aini, is this analysis true? Let's see what the question is. Aini, is this true? And Levi, five lines from the bottom. The only time we say that these four liquids are dachan, are tahor, is bimakoman. It's only true when they are in their place. However, my uh, sorry, what does this mean? My love, doesn't this mean doesn't this seem to exclude a case where it became seemingly tame inside 
and was brought outside. Maybe we should assume that once it leaves the premises, it becomes Tameh. Says the Gemara, lo, you, you misunderstood. Lime'ute, it's excluding the case where the Tuma happened outside and it was brought inside. Nitmu, nitmu bachutz v'ichnis and bifnim. It's talking about a case where the Tuma happened outside and it was brought back inside. I Seemingly, it should only be when it's Bimakoman. It shouldn't be anywhere else. Namely, even if you take it out of the Mikdash to the outside, maybe we should still say it's Tame, says the Gemara Hachi Two lines from the bottom. When do we say that these four liquids are Tahor? That's when a Maisa Tuma to these four liquids took place within the Beis HaMikdash. Then we say, like Rabbi Yossi uh, Ben Yoezer Ishtzreda, that there is no Tuma for any of these four Ochlen. What's the raya for Rav? Rav says that Yossi ben Yoezer's leniency only applies to two liquids of Maim and of Dam. Tanya, Kavase the Rav, he has a brysa too, black on white. Each of them have such beautiful marimakomos to stand on. Their shitas are so clear from the Tanaim. What does it say in, for, the, for Rav, last line? Hadam vehamayim, so clear. Hadam vehamayim, water and blood. Mashke beis mid This is the language that we had in our Gemara yesterday by Yosi ben Yoezri Shtsreta. Shenitmu, that became Tame, quote unquote, namely an act uh, that would have made anything else Tame was done to them. However, bein bekalim, bein bekarka tohorin. Whether or not that act happened, bein bekalim, bein bekarka, if it happened while it was in a kli or on the ground, it would be tahor because Yosi ben Yoezri said that it's mutter in the Beis HaMikdash. Let's continue this brisa that supports Rav as we turn to you, to the top of Yudzayin and Bez. The Gemara the Gemara continues in the Brisa. Rib Shimon Omer, Rib Shimon argues with the Tanakama, he, and he makes a distinction between Kalim and Karka. The Tanakama said, whether it's Kalim or Karka, it doesn't make a difference. You're going to become, you're going to remain Tahor. Rib Shimon says, hold on, not so fast. The Kalim Tmein. If the liquid, one of these two liquids, Maim and Dam, were in a Kli, and then it got touched by something Tame, it would become Tame Taka. Bikarka, had one of these two liquids been, been touched on the ground, then still to Horin, we would expand Rav Yossi Ben Yuezer even to that. Okay. Says the Gemara as follows. Omar Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, now we're out of the Brisa because Rav Papa's the Namora. We start, this was Tanya Kavase Dram. Now we're talking Rav Papa. Whenever, now there's no switch. You just have to pay attention to the names. Rav Papa was an Namora. Omar Rav Papa. Even according to the opinion that holds that liquids can become tame mida oraisa, still mashke base mitbachaya. The din that Yosi ben Yoezer said that the liquids in the base amikdash do not become tahor. It's even according to the shita that says that the tomb of a liquid is oraisa afal pikain. It doesn't make a difference, but if they're in the base amikdash, it doesn't become tame. Why? Says the Gemara, key words, Hilchasa Gemirila. Hilchasa Gemirila. This is code word for Halacha Lamosh Sinai, according to most Rishonim. Take a look at Rashi here on the side. Rashi is about halfway down the page. Dibur Hamaschil, Hilchasa Gemirila, Misinai, Delo Mitmu. No matter what you do to these liquids, you could literally stick a mace in these liquids, it won't make a difference. These liquids can't become Tameh, even if you hold that liquids could contract Tumami Doraisa. Asks the Gemara against Rav Papa, are you sure that you're right, Rav Papa? The Gemara is going to ask two questions. Number one, four lines down, Yudzayin and Medbez. Amrle Ravuna Bred Rav Nas and the Rav Papa. Hold on one second. Ain Tumala Mashkin Kol Iker. 
yesterday in the very brisa in which we saw the shita of Yossi ben Yoezer, what did we see? That brisa started out with this shita. It said, Rebbe Lazar said, Ain tuma lamashkin kol Liquids don't have tuma at all. Teda, the word teda means I can prove it to you. You should know. Teda, you should know what's my mare makum, says Rebbe Lazar. My mare makum is Yosef ben Yoezer because Yosef ben Yoezer said, Al mashke base mitbechaya, on the liquids that are in the base hamikdash, namely with the language of mitbechaya, that's the sheet of Rav, which is water and blood, dachan, they're tahor. So says the Gemara, Rav Papa, you said it's a halacha l'mosh misinai? If it's a halacha l'mosh misinai, how did Rebbe Lazar extract his shita from a halacha l'mosh misinai? By a halacha l'mosh misinai, that is where we apply the catchphrase of ein l'chabo chidusho. You can't take a halacha l'mosh misinai and extrapolate from it to anything. It is its own world of Torah. You're absolutely not allowed to extract any chidushim from the world of a halacha l'mosh misinai to any other thing in the world. Why? Because it's halacha l'mosh misinai. It's such a unique din. It's not svaradik. It's not rational. It's just what a Kodesh Baruch Hu said. It's a gzeramina shamayim. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't need a pasuk even. Halacha l'mosh misinai. So, Rav Papa, if you're saying it's halacha l'mosh misinai, then how did Rebbe Lazar infer anything from Yossi ben Yoezri Sreda if he was saying it's halacha l'mosh misinai, Rav Papa, how can you be right that this is a halacha l'mosh misinai? Question number one. Is it even possible to extrapolate anything? Question number two. Ravina Ravina says to Ravashi, Yesterday we saw the din that Rav Shimon held that Tumas Mashkin are Deoraisa, that liquids become tame even on a Torah level, Ditanya, as a Brisa wrote, we saw this yesterday, Reb Yossi v'Reb Shimon omrim l'keilim tahorin l'ochlin t'mein. Reb Yossi and Reb Shimon were of the opinion that if this liquid was in a kli, it would be tahor, but ochlin can become tamay, a liquid can become tamay midoraisa. V'hacha, here, what do we see? V'hacha, what do we see in this Brisa here? Ka'ama Rabban Shimon, Reb Shimon disagrees here, and what does he say? Uh, Reb Shimon says on the very top line here, uh, sorry, but I don't understand. If Reb Shimon is of the opinion that he makes a distinction between Kalim, where he says that the liquid would be Tame, and Karka, where he says that the liquid would be Tahor, where in the world does he get permission to do that from, Rav Papa? If you're saying that this is a halacha l'mosh misinai, the if it's halacha l'mosh misinai, Rav Papa, Mali Kalim, Mali Bekarka. You don't get to choose how to apply a halacha l'mosh misinai. The halacha l'mosh misinai is what it is. And if the halacha l'mosh misinai is that liquids in the mikdash don't become tame, then liquids in the mikdash don't become tame. Not in a kli, not in the karka. And who is Rav Shimon to make a distinction on halacha l'mosh misinai? Totally unreasonable, Rav Papa. Totally unreasonable. You can't be right that there's a halacha l'mosh misinai here. Can't be, because otherwise you have two bomb kashas against you. How does the Gemara answer the question? One word, kasha. We don't know the answer to this question. The Meforshim elsewhere, not here, the Rishonim do point out that when you see the, the answer of kasha versus the answer of teku, those are very different answers. Teku is we mamish have to wait. Kasha is that we can't get our heads around this. We don't know the answer. The Rishonim are allowed to subject, suggest answers. So you got to get into it. But the Gemara is not rejecting Rav Papa here. 
it's raising a red flag. Two very powerful questions about whether or not we would say that the din of, of um, that the din of a liquid becoming tame in the mikdash is that a halacha lemosh misina? Yes or no? So that's subject to two very very high level questions the Gemara is asking against Rav Papa. Omar Rav Papa, yet another comment of Rav Papa, less complex than the previous. Omar Rav Papa, ha de amris pekarka tahorin lo shanu elamayim. When we said that liquid that's on the ground remains tahor lo shanu, that's only true with water. Aval dam lo, but if it was blood, then it could be subject to tuma. Umayim nami, water also that fell on the ground, lo amran, we also wouldn't say that it was kosher. Ela dahavi revis, it needs a minimum of a revis. Why? What could you possibly do with a revis of wine? <laughs> this was a bit of a chiddush to me, because I just I never learned this. Says the Gemara, why? What's the revis? Because in a revis of wine, you could be tovel a needle, a kli. What about 40 saw? So the din of 40 saw for a mikvah is for human beings. But when you're dealing with kalim, all you need is a revis. You have a revis of wine. I never really thought about it. I don't know. I don't know how much a saw is in, in water volume. Is the kalim mikvah 40 saw? I have no idea. But we don't need 40 saw for a kalim mikvah. We only need 40 saw for people. But for a kalim mikvah, it could even be as small as a revis. So if it's at least a revis, then we would have tuma. Uh, then we would have the tahara for water. Less than that would cause for tuma. Aval, lo havi revis Good. Done with this more complicated sugya. Um, well, somewhat. Now we're. Uh, Amen. Uh, very hard sugya. When I was uh, preparing for this, I saw it somewhere written up. Someone somewhere it was written that this is one of the more difficult sugyas, and, and Sachim, it is uh, quite challenging to hold all the pieces together. Uh, and uh, it, it is uh, and great that we trucked through together. It is a very very hard sugya. We're l- almost halfway down Yudzayin, but we're going to be going until about six lines from the bottom. Omar Mar, yesterday was it yesterday? Two days ago. We saw Bryce on Tezayin and Manalat, the quote of the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yehuda, in regards to the discussion of Tuma with liquids, said the following phrase, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Lakol Tame. And it left an implication. And here we are back in our Gemara, Yudzayin Amabez, Amar Mar, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Lakol Tame. Everything is Tame when it comes to liquids. So what does that mean? Says the Gemara, Lememra, what is implied from the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda? We're going to question this implication. So let's focus here. Lememra, what is implied from Yehuda? The Sava Rabbi Yehuda, Tumas Mashkin Latame, take out the word Tumas, Tumas Mashkin Latame Kalim de Oraisa, that we can make everything Tame, even Kalim. It's an inference because he said Lakol. Not just the liquids itself, but even that which holds the liquid. That's the diuk in, uh, in, in Rabbi Yehuda. You said everything can become tame when it comes to liquids. So even the kli that holds it can become tame. But is that true? Oh, it's not. Kol ha-kelim, when you have a kli, when there is an outside and an inside, namely it's reversible in essence. The inside and outside can both be used. So then kigon, for example, these are all type of bags, all types of pillowcases, whatever they are, they can be inverted. They can be put inside out or right side in. They can be used either way. All of them, they have the following distinction. What's the distinction? Nitma tocho, nitma gabo. If the inside of the bag becomes tame, then automatically the outside of the bag becomes tame. However, nitma gabo lo nitma tocha. But if the outside becomes tame, 
then the inside does not become tamim. And says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yehuda says, when is this true? This is true when the tumah happened because of a liquid. However, if what touched the bag was an av hatumah of a sheret, then no matter what, nitma tocho nitma gabo, if the Inside was tame, of course, the outside will be, as it was when even when it was even only mashkin and not a sheret. Nitma gabo, nitma tocho. And even if only the outside was touched, still the whole thing would be. Now ask the Gemara against our diuk. We had a diuk in Rabbi Yehuda that when he said la kol tame, it implied that even a kli could be tame. If we assume like we inferred about Rabbi Yehuda that everything in regards to liquid becomes tame, even the kli itself, Mali nitma machmas mashkin, mali nitma machmas sheretz. Where do you get away making the distinction of the inside of the of the bag became tummy versus the outside of the bag? The inside of the bag became tummy, therefore the outside is tummy, versus getting the outside tummy and therefore the inside is not tummy. Where do you get to make this distinction from? If you're saying, Rabbi Yehuda, that it's a dindel raisa, you got to bring a marimakum to say your distinction. You can't just make up a shita. We need to understand why you're distinguishing between the inside getting tummy and therefore the outside tummy, or the outside being the location of the contraction of tumor, therefore the inside is not tummy. Where did you get that from? So answers the Gemara, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, not to be confused, this Rabbi Yehuda is an Amora because it's Amar Shmuel. This is the, the, the Amora of Yehuda who is a Talmud of Shmuel and Rab. And what does he say? Chazar Bo Rabbi Yehuda. Yes, it's what he meant in the Brisa that was quoted on Tezayin. Amud, Amud Aleph at the top, that is what was quoted and what he meant. But since then, he changed his mind. He doesn't agree with that anymore because of the, this question. When we have a Dindo Raisa, you can't just make distinctions as you see fit. And therefore, the distinction that he made, that if the tumor can, is contracted on the outside of the bag, it doesn't go inwards. No, no, you're right. You're right. It can't be that this is the case. So then says the Gemara, you can't answer that. Ihachi, if what you're telling me is that the distinction, sorry, hold on one second. I skipped a line here. Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Chazar Bo Rav Yehuda, he changed his mind. Ravina gives, gives another answer. Ravina Amar, Le'olam, really, Lohadar. Really, Rav Yehuda didn't go back on his answer. What happened? One of them was where Tuma came about with your hands. Mamish Biyadayim, your hands. Machmas Sheretz. And the other case is where it was Machmas Sheretz. So where it was Machmas Sheretz, no matter where the sherets would touch the reversible bag, it would make the whole thing inside and outside tummy. But if it was only be a daim, then if you touch the outside, then only the outside tummy. So it says the Gemara, if this is the distinction which determines when the inside of the bag will be tummy, as to whether or not it was tummy be a daim versus being tummy with a sherets, then say that. So then it, you just, it, just say it. Ihachi, 10 lines from the bottom. When the Gemara says, when do we say that the outside of the bag won't make the inside of the bag tame? And you said there, don't say that. Say something else. Say the distinction that you need to say, which is what you just told me. When the tumor only comes about through your hands, then if you touch the outside, the inside won't become tame. But, Toho. But if it touched the inside, uh, uh, but says the Gemara, 
It can't be the answer of Ravina. Ravina wanted to say that there was another distinction to be made. It was a distinction of how the tuma was contracted. Was it be a dime or was it besheretz? It says the Gemara, no, no, you can't say that. Because if that's what would have been said, if that was the real answer, then, then you really needed to say it explicitly. We already said, say your answer. So therefore, the Rav Yehuda that we saw in the Bryce on Tezayin and Manalek retracted his shita, and he does not assume that Kalim can be Tameh, Mida Oraisa. We'll stop right here. We'll be picking up six lines from the bottom for Daf Ches tomorrow night, wishing you all a beautiful night. I have a question. Sure. Is this could be 